everyone, this is the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and I'm one of the hosts of the show. We have a special guest this week, Elisa Bender. She's going to share why she decided to pull her children out of public school, and we're sure this is something that is going to be encouraging to you. I also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's podcast. They make math fun. You can check out their website, teachingtextbooks.com. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, Ben already kind of said something about uh, Elisa, so I won't say anything yet. Um, but we do have some big announcements. The, the first one is I started painting my RV today. And, you know, that's really big. Um, you know, I'm painting it with, like, sprayers and rollers, trying to figure that out because we're getting ready to hit the road in October for the whole month. And we're going to be speaking in different areas, um, speaking at some homeschool groups. And I may not be speaking at your group, even though uh, we'll put our schedule up on the website and you can check that out. But if you'd ever like me to come and speak to your group, uh, if you're within a 250-mile radius of northern Indiana, it's super, super easy. If you're a little bit farther, we can work something out. But every uh, fall, I kind of go a different direction. And uh, if you're in the area, we'd love to stop in and speak to your group. Super reasonable, and it's a lot of fun. The second announcement is this. Um, you know, we had uh, Sam got married in March and to his bride, McKenna. And then Ike got married, I think, three weeks ago, or yeah, three weeks ago last Saturday. And just this Sunday, brrr, Catherine got engaged. So <laughs> we are, uh, she got engaged to Josh, Josh Pedgen, and uh, we're looking forward, I think, I don't have an exact date yet, but sometime in February. So we're going to have three weddings uh, within the course of 365 days. So that's, that's just an amazing an amazing thing. It's be fun um, but enough chit chat. Uh, we've got a special guest with us today, Elisa Bender. And uh, I don't want to steal our thunder, but Elisa, it's good to have us with you. Why don't you just tell us briefly about yourself and uh, some of the uh, vital information about you and your family? Okay. Well, first of all, I have no thunder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so steal all you want. But um, I live here in Milford, about three miles from you. Um, but we're a little more out in the country. I live with my husband, Jeremy. We've been married about 14 years. And we have three daughters who are, oh my goodness, let me see, 12, 10, and 8. So, awesome. yeah, living out names? in the country. And Ben said, you know, that this, that she was a part of, you know, my wife's co-op, Debbie's co-op. and uh, But I'm also part of the co-op as a gym teacher. So I get to work <laughs> with uh, Elise's kids. And they are amazing kids. Um, and uh, I won't tell you that I have personal favorites. But I do have some personal favorites. Um, <laughs> but they're just fun. Because they're kind of like serious kids um, who break out of this seriousness into goofiness. Um, but you got to coax them a little bit out of that. Yeah. Um, well, tell us how long you've been homeschooling. Um, it's been about four years now. Four years. Now, you didn't start out homeschooling. You started out like probably a lot of the moms listening. Uh, you know, who, who just did what everybody else did. You, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't even on your. I assume it wasn't on your radar. Um, no. But what brought you to the point where you said, "Okay, we're done doing what we're doing," which was public school, mm -hmm. and we're going to start homeschooling our children. Um, it was actually a lot of things, and as we've been homeschooling, we've been actually learning more and more reasons why we're glad we've chosen it, but I would say in the very early years, especially when my daughter was in kindergarten, I was an at-home mom, and I was very active in her classroom, and I just remember going in and spending the day and thinking, oh my goodness, there's just so much fluff 
like there was so much time that was unused just transitioning from one thing to the next with 25 kids and I was like I could do this with her at home in like an hour and then she could spend the rest of the day here at home with us and play and then as she moved along into um little bit older years it w I would say I probably one of our biggest reasons why we stopped was because number one God was calling us to homeschool um, you are right it was not on my radar it was not anything I knew anything about um, but even even when I started feeling that inkling from him we didn't jump into it right away um, I think the other thing that kind of pushed us towards that was um, just the influence of peers it was such a shock to me even in the first and second grade mm. um, the things that my daughters would come home learning um, just from other kids and honestly the strain of those relationships I would say my oldest especially her teachers would always tell me that she was the one that like got along with everybody and all the kids loved her and she would come home and she was just completely drained and it's like we always got just what was left of her every night and really mm. that's what it was for our family too um, it sucked you know school just kind of sucked the life out of our kids so that when we got home it was just we were all surviving till the next day um, and then after that um, a big part of it was um, the, the pace of the schooling how um, how fast and quickly they would move through subjects um, my daughter by in second grade had over an hour of homework and I know kids work at different paces but you know doing a page full of a hundred addition problems doesn't help you actually learn the concept you know you can learn it with much less than that and um, I you know I had talked to with one of my daughters who struggles with math math is the big thing right so I would talk to her teachers because I was very concerned about her understanding of the material and I got a lot of oh she's doing fine you know they would refer to her test scores and her quizzes and her grade was absolutely fine but I knew that she didn't really know where my daughter was at and for me you know everyone makes such a big deal about high school but high school is just a lot of content to me those elementary years are really crucial for um, the foundation laying the foundation for everything else they're going to learn and she she was not getting it and I was just not okay with that and then again moving up into further years I pulled her out before third grade and my youngest came out in first grade um, we did have some struggles with the school we were in it was said to be a great school but um, there were communication issues um, and we felt like we kind of were losing a little bit of control over what our kids were being were viewing in the schoolroom and the books they were being um, made to read and things like that so mm. I have a question before dad you ask another one two things one um, how did you hear about homeschooling initially like what you know what introduced you to even the concept really or did you have someone you knew reading online obviously just homeschooling is something a lot of people know about but specifically I would say probably um, the because honestly I didn't even really know about it I had a friend who is at our co-op now um, mm -hmm. Todd Janelle was one of my close friends who had homeschooled from the beginning and she was probably the one person that I knew the most intimately that was even trying to do that with her kids but I still didn't really know anything about it so yeah. nice. it was 
probably the influence of just that one friend. And I don't know, this may not be appropriate, Ned, if you don't think so, we can cut this out. But I just was wondering, would you mind even sharing just a little bit, like, kind of more specifically, what are those things? Because, you know, everyone, I feel like homeschoolers who are in it for the beginning, a lot of times they'll hear things like, oh, well, what they're teaching. But they don't actually, like, I, I mean, I know multiple people who don't necessarily recognize what's being taught in schools. You know, they, they kind of hear maybe some things, but, like, they always just kind of allude to stuff, you know. Would you yeah. be able to specifically say maybe just a few things like that you were really like red mm -hmm. flags things to you? Yes. Yes. I hear a lot that a lot, especially from people in this area that, oh, it's not in our schools. It's not. But there are. And it's a lot of little things. Um, one thing I remember specifically is I was driving home, driving my daughter home from school. And she goes, Mom, did you know that we come from apes? And I was like, what? You know, trying, <laughs> I'm freaking out on the inside and trying to stay calm on the outside. And I was like, well, honey, where did you, you know, where did you hear that? Because you know what you, we've taught you. And um, she was telling us about uh, a science video they had mm -hmm. watched. And um, that was one of the instances where I called in and I said, I really would like to know if you're going to be showing something, you know, in the classroom, I'd like to know what they're going to be watching. And, um, yeah. Them being able to do that for me was not something that that was it was it was an issue kind of from there on out. But um, and then um, there was one year where there was a, a club that had donated a large amount of money to buy books for um, the K through sixth grades. And um, this book that they chose, I know they were trying to choose a book that would appeal to a, a wide range of ages. Um, but the book in it had a lot of. Um, uh, potty humor, a lot of inappropriate humor. There was a lot of disrespect to parents and authority figures. There was a lot of bullying between the kids that were in the book. And I, again, said, I really don't want my daughter to read this. Um, but then it was read in the classroom. Um, and they didn't even, like, I even offered to come in and sit with her, you know, during that time. Um, but then um, there, there's a lot of, and uh, probably one of the biggest ones for us, though, there was a, you know, bullying and those kinds of issues are big in the schools, even around here. And um, they had a bullying initiative that took place in the classroom. And we as parents didn't know about it until after it had taken place. And basically what they were doing was pulling the kids out of the classroom in small groups of like three or four kids and they were talking to them about relationships. And as a parent, for me, um, hearing after the fact, like, and not knowing what the content was, what is being said, what are mm -hmm. you, you know, what angle are you coming at this from? It was, it was a little scary for us. And it felt like it was too constant of a conversation that we were having with just different things. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's great. Well, I know uh, some of your your the rest of the story, but what'd your family think? You know, when you took your because I, I think you're you're maybe the only homeschooler in your family. Um, so yeah. so how did they how did they respond? Because I know for a lot of our, our parents, you know, our parents weren't too sure of the whole thing. But uh, how was it for you? Um, I would say at first, all of them were a little skeptical, thinking we were crazy. <laughs> um, but I would say now we have a couple cheerleaders mixed in there. Um, and then we have those that are don't agree with it, but are supportive. 
And then we have those naysayers that are like, you are going to ruin your kids' chances <laughs> for success in life, and there's just no way you can do this. And um, yeah, so we have a kind of a good mix of it all. And I know you're you 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 seem pretty confident. But what do those comments do? You know, I mean, some of them, you know, you, they just kind of bounce off your head. But mm -hmm. I know especially, and even maybe more so when you're, you're first homeschooling. But as you've been doing it a few years, those things kind of sink down in there. And they do cause doubts, don't they? Um, I think they can. Um, and I am not trying to paint a picture like, oh, I have all the answers. All right. But I think the thing that has helped me is um, those people that I do have in my life that are kind of naysayers, they are all within the school system and um, they do say those things, but then in the very next breath, they will sit down and for hours just talk about what's going on in the schools and complain and the stories they have. I just, I don't understand why they think I'm crazy. You know, it's almost mm -hmm. like, are you mm -hmm. hearing what you're saying, you know, about the things that are going on in your classroom and the, the things that your kids are exposed to, the, these kids, the, the attitudes, the behaviors. Um, I just, it, so I, I yeah. can't say it isn't discouraging. I think for me, the most discouraging thing is that it's very difficult to have a dialogue with them because they're very close minded about it and they're, their thinking is very institutionalized, whether they realize it or not. And um, and I will admit, I have a hard time being open-minded with something, <laughs> too. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, really, the conversations they have where each with each other, where we're just sitting around listening to what's happening in the schools, I'm like, this <laughs> like, is great. Thank yeah. you. Keep I to argue you know? with you on this stuff, I would think, at least, it feels like. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. We're going to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. Teaching Textbooks is one of the best math curriculums available, and our family has used it for many, many years, and we've loved it. Their new 3.0 version of the curriculum is better than ever, and you can access it from any device that has a browser, including Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes the stress and the responsibility away from you. The Teaching Textbooks also stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure that they're learning, and you can check in on the progress. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun, and you can visit their website, teachingtextbooks.com, to check out a free trial and view a sample lesson. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support. So obviously for you, there was a lot of positive. Was what for your kids? Were there any hard parts for your children that you did pull out um, that you would say? Um, we have actually talked about this before, and knowing I was going to come on, I actually asked them mm -hmm. again. And it was hilarious because their number one reason was recess. They missed the playground. <laughs> and I said, well, there are things we can do about that, but probably not on a daily basis. But um, So we talked about friends a little bit. Um, the only other thing that I heard was that they, at first they did really miss seeing their friends on a daily basis. Um, but I was surprised. My oldest said, Mom, I, I'm glad I don't see them all the time now. But um, all of them, I think, would say now that the quality of their friendships is a lot higher and I see them actually getting more true social time than they ever got in school. You know, because if you think about it, all the sports activities and the classroom setting really doesn't give way to the kind of intimacy in a friendship right. that you, you know, that you that you need for life, you know, later on. And, you know, it doesn't, yeah, I, I see that too. Their friendships are definitely 
a better better quality than they had with with school and i'm sure part of that is because we have a chance to better get to know the families yeah mm. have you seen a closeness in the three girls i mean because once you go to school it's like you don't need your siblings anymore mm -hmm. you know like, in fact you don't want them to hang around right. you you know when you have a friend over you're like no but yeah. that change have you seen a change I have, I think. I mean, they fight just as much as, you know, any other kid. <laughs> right. But um, but I think the difference is, you know, like I said before, by the end of a long day at school, they're drained. They don't have time for anybody. And so now because they're kind of integrated with each other all day long, they have, they, they get to see every aspect of their, of their sibling from the you know, the, hey, let's go to the, you know, hey, I need some alone time. And they learn to give each other that separation and to um, be together when they're ready to be. And I think, you know, when when they get older and they're not around each other, they're going to miss it. I think they're going to realize then what, what they had. So, mm -hmm. you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, Lisa, is that you made a comment. Uh, and maybe I think my wife Pretty shared it with me. <laughs> More than one. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those were the ones I wasn't going to have you on the show. <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> uh, but the yeah. comment that really just intrigued me was one time I, I think you were talking with your group, and Debbie related to me. Uh, that you know they were they were talking about how uh, as mom homeschooling moms, you know they really believe these lies that. You know, the school does such a great job and I can I'm going to do such a bad job, you know, and all those things that you may have had family tell you they really believe, you know, or they or they question. And you said something like, well, you know, I don't really feel that way because I've seen the school. Um, you kind of alluded to that. But but what do you mean by that? Well, I think I think, yes, I was in the school and I saw those things and that was kind of a starting point. But for me, again, it just goes back to the conversations that I consistently have with, you know, I have a, a dean in my family. I have a sister who's been a dean. I have teachers. And I know they're dealing with those students that are giving them problems. But there's just, there's constant conversations for me that is just reaffirming that what you, what you say all the time is very true. I really am the best teacher for these kids. I mean, even outside of... Um, you know, just relationally, I mean, as homeschoolers, we're able to hit the ground running at the beginning of the year because we know our student, we know what kind of curriculum they need, we know, you know, how they're going to respond to different things. And I can tell you right now, just talking to someone just Sunday, um, they're still struggling with getting their class settled into the school year and what the classroom rules are. And, you know, and I think one of the things that, you know, we struggle with is we freak out if we have a bad day and we don't get anything done. That so happens in the, in the public school. I've had several people tell me they've never finished their curriculums at public school teachers. And um, recently I had a conversation where um, there was a teacher that said there was one student whose behavior issue issues were so um, influential over the class that they got absolutely nothing done that day. So the things that happen to us with our kids sometimes happen in the schools also. And I mean, and they have, you know, this is one teacher with 20 plus students and there's just, 
I've just been reaffirmed that there's absolutely no way that they will ever know our students the way we do. So what you're saying is that maybe our picture of this, you know, 1950s schoolroom um, with the teacher standing up front and she just says, good morning, class. And they go, good morning, Miss Mayfield, <laughs> you know, and they and they just sit there doing their homework. And they get done at the end of the day, you know, they've had their wholesome milk at lunch and they, they had these fun little recesses. And you're saying that maybe it's not as picture perfect as we think, or maybe, you know, cause we kind of picture like almost like a race, you know, mm -hmm. like that they're racing and ahead of us, but really they're almost like they're race, racing with one leg, you know, that they just can't get there. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, and like I said before, the pace of the education was just so quick, it really wasn't mastery. And it really, really isn't. And I, there, there are so many little conversations and just tidbits of information that I hear. Um, and I even had a student, uh, a teacher tell me once that if there's a, she told me, yes, we are, we do spend a lot of time teaching the test. And if there's anyone that tells you that, it's just simply not true. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, don't tell them. My daughter was in school at the time. I'm like, don't tell me that, you know. But it, it's just true. And a lot of it isn't direct questions or conversations that I'm asking to, you know, reaffirm myself. I don't even have to ask because it's out there. It's just out there in their everyday conversations. So, mm. and it's nice. It's, it's, it's been reaffirming to me. So hear it so so when you know switching over maybe again two parts but the what have what's been the most fun or the greatest part for you overall of homeschooling and two maybe when you first switched what were some of the resources and things that you know were helpful to you getting started um for any mom who's thinking about doing this well i was lucky because i was already plugged in with um, my very first year i was at our co-op nice. and um, i already had friends that um that were doing it and let, I was ready about a year. To, I was ready to homeschool about a year before my husband was. Mm. So um, I had to step back and let God tell him in his own time, hey, you're gonna do this. And so lucky for me, by the time he was ready, I was ready. So, um, but I would say, so I already knew what curriculum I wanted to use and stuff like that. And that's all out there, the resources are out there. But um, for me, um, I would say the number one thing is I feel like we got our family back. We got our family time back. Um, and I, I have been blown away by what I have learned about what education from a biblical pr perspective, how much it changes it and how um, just real it makes everything. And I have a love for things like history that I never had mm -hmm. before. Um, and so I don't know. That has been one of it. Um, I think I know my kids better than I ever did before. Mm. Um, we're not spending so much time detoxing from the day that I actually have time to put into them the things of God. And um, not only do I have to do that on my own time, but I get to do that through their education, so. Mm. And so what would you say to the mom who's, you know, feeling like a failure or really struggling, you know, just maybe it's that time of, you know, season of homeschooling, because I'm sure everyone goes through them. Uh, but that is thinking maybe regular school does a better job and that our kids might just be better off if she just put them back in, you know, or put them in for the first time. What would you say to a mom who's in that spot? I would just say that the things that we say amongst ourselves to try to make us feel better about it, they're true. 
they're absolutely true. So many of them are. Because I know something um, I've hear, heard both of you say in your podcast is that you are the best teacher. And I know we say that and we talk about it, but then there's that little voice in our head that, well, you know, maybe I'm not or maybe today I wasn't the best teacher. Um, but you really, really are. You really are. I mean, uh, one of the verses I hold on to, I think it's in Philippians. I should have looked it up before I talked <laughs> today. But it, it talks about how God puts within us and our children the desires that we have and, you know, his will. And that he's going to complete that work in our children. And so for me, I really hold on to that because I feel like I don't live it every day. But I feel like if I'm showing up and being faithful, like it's really up to him. Because he knows them in a way I'll never know them. And he, he will, you know... Nothing's going to stop them. My failures, nothing else. If I, you know, it's not going to stop them from being who he wants them to be. So mm. I don't, I mean, we really are, we really are the best ones. And to be able to do it as a family, you know, if, especially, you know, if dad's around and involved, it's fantastic. Mm. Well, you also said earlier, Elisa, uh, that, you know, some of your family that wasn't too sure, they've become yeah. your cheerleaders. I mean, yeah. are, that's interesting to me um, because I see the same thing happening around us, you know, because it was our, we didn't pull our kids out, but everybody anticipated that we would put our kids and they do kind of warm up. And and I assume it's because of your children, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I mean, it's it's I will say it's a little more difficult during those young elementary years because it's it's harder to see that difference. Mm. Uh, but as they get older, you do kind of get to see really what's important in their education. And I think that comes through. I don't know that it necessarily comes through, oh, my kids are smarter, but you right, get right. to see, wow, okay, this difference, not being involved in that toxic environment really allows them to become who they are. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's it, yeah, it's a difference, I think. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, and I try to tell you, because I, I meet a lot of teachers out there who homeschool their kids, you know, mm -hmm. whose, t whose kids are in public school or, you know, or, I mean, who teach in the public school, or they might be principals in a public school, mm -hmm. but they just don't want their kids in that same, like, mm -hmm. toxic mess. You know, they think it's a good ministry. And really, I think it'd be a great thing for for my kids to be teachers, because you get the whole summer off. Right. Uh, but right. it's not something I'd, I'd ever want my, my kids mm -hmm. in. Well, hey, we sure appreciate having you. And, uh, you know, I know some of the moms are out there thinking, okay, okay. Um, and I think what you said is is true that, you know, those things that we say on the show and that we tell each other, you know, about moms being the best teachers, those aren't just cute little things to say. It mm -hmm. really, really, really is a truth. Um, and uh, again, you know, I know I talk to moms all the time and there are those moms who have bought into the lie that they're doing such a terrible job or that everybody else that they are. They're they're on the fence right now mm -hmm. thinking I'm just going to put them in and. And and maybe maybe an addition to what you just said, what would you say to the, that mom again, who you know is just so? I mean, here we're only on the September the seventeenth as yeah. we record this, and they're already exhausted, thinking, you know, I I, I can't do all that. Yeah. Um, what would your encouragement be? Well, I know this. You're on the spot here. <laughs> no, um, my answer might be a little different. I because I. I think for me, at least when I think about those moments, when I get down to the nitty gritty, 
it's really about my attitude about it. It's not necessarily about my ability. There may be some that struggle because I really feel like, and that's one of my goals this year, is to actually live what I believe in my homeschooling, mm. you know, path. But, but um, I think a lot of the moms, you know, that exhaustion takes way. And I really think when they get to that point where I'm just going to put them in school, it's really about their their them wanting that break, them wanting that struggle. And to me, mm. homeschooling is about your kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not about. I mean, we're involved, and it is about us and our family. But the importance of it versus sending them where that's about them. And um, so I would just encourage them to just remember why we do it. You know, wisdom comes from the Lord. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but it's not going to it's not going to fulfill you. And I don't think I don't know how you can spend the time putting that into your children if they're gone from you eight hours a day Mm -hmm. and you know because then you have to spend all that time reprogramming what they've been told and then try to fit god in and so that i don't know mine would just be try to remember the mission you know Mm -hmm. why we're doing it great words great words well uh thanks again for being on the show and we'll see you tomorrow at co-op tell the girls Uh, I'll see them then. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. We hope what Elisa had to say will encourage you to believe that you are the best teacher for your kids and that homeschooling is a great decision. We also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. They make math fun and you can check out their free trial over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a wonderful week and as always, keep smiling. Keep smiling.